And greetings, casual citizens, and welcome back from the long abyss. It's been what two years? I think it, we were thinking. We were thinking out what to say. Yeah, it just took a long time. All the way from Picard, Picard season one, episode two to now. That's that's. What Did happened. we have a vote on casual citizens? I feel like that. I do remember that now. Yes. Greetings, casual. Yeah, that's what we always said. Okay. Yeah. 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 We said that. Right. That. Right. It's. I don't know. It's been a minute. All right. So the world changed a little bit in that amount of time, if you recall. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Some things happened. It was wild. What a wild two years it's been. Yeah. Really not worth mentioning. <sighs> so, Picard. Picard season two happened that and was the thing that happened when i was a little boy i was really excited when q was on the next generation um episode and i even read a book one time where q showed up and it was cool but something was um i didn't love this one what did you think about q uh well okay I feel like Q in the show was better than the show itself. I, I, I feel like I could say that about the best thing about all of Picard, especially season two, was the characters. Everything else was terrible, but the characters were all good. I like, you know, I like Rafi. I like Seven. I like Rios. Jurati, I thought was better in season two than season one. And I, and like I liked the Borg Queen. Well, yeah. Oh, I did like the Borg Queen. Yeah. Uh, Man, the story was not good. But in terms of Q, uh, I, I liked you, and I liked the, I liked this. I felt like he did a good job of of um, what's the word? He, it, portraying a sense of something was not right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like clearly he was struggling with things, right? I guess. I mean, like, I just think you're noticing that whoever the guy is who plays Q is like a really earnest actor. Like yeah, I liked the intensity it. with which he played it, and yes. I, I was sold that he was really some weird godlike thing for a bit. But then at the end, he's it, what was the what was his motivation? He was dying, and he wanted to. Why was he doing this, Picard? To show him that he could love again. That was what this was about. I yeah. It, again, it's nebulous. I mean, it was basically. So I think there was two things. One to help him reconcile this thing in his past i guess with his mom his mother and his dad herself. hanged yes hanged, <laughs> hanged herself yeah to reconcile this thing with his past and with his with his mom and his dad uh and his brother who apparently just was not there for any of it uh but it's okay it doesn't matter um and then also i think there was a, a sense of um yes wanting him to to learn how to open up to people and to love again like to Laris or something like that. But it would have been more interesting because there's always been. And, and uh, let's, let's, let's get this out of the way. Explain this to me. Cause I, I kept saying, if this, if this works out, this, this Picard series, I'll, uh, I'll learn what in the world was going on with Laris as a human thing. What was that? What was she? Like she so, disappears because she was killed in a revolution on Romulus and then she shows up as a guardian. So no, it's two different people. Right, I get that. Yeah. So so the what's it what was her name? Talon, I think was her name, something like that. Um, she was the guardian, and it, that it's a reference to an old episode of, of the original series. Uh, I forget what the name of it was, but it was a backdoor pilot. It was in I think it was in season two, where Gene Roddenberry thought 
Star Trek was going to get canceled after season two, which it almost did. And so he created this whole episode. And they, they, this thing they used to do, like, all the way up through the 90s, where, like, I remember there's, like, an episode of, like, um, do you ever remember that show Empty Nest that was on in, like, the early 90s? No. And it's, like, a about a guy who was, like, a doctor or something like that. And, like, his his kids are all left and everything like that and him living by himself, something like that. Anyway, there's like that a whole great. Well, yeah, it, whatever. It was the nineties sitcom, right? But there's a whole episode of the golden girls where he was like their neighbor living next door and oh, it just follows, it just follows him. And it, it was one of those things they used to do this where like, if they wanted to pilot a new show, they would just make an episode of another show. Oh, right. That followed like these this. totally different characters and then it would spin off into its own show. Like right. Mary Tyler Moore and Rhonda or something. Yeah, like yeah, that? something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so anyway, so there was an episode of Star Trek uh TOS, like season two, I think it was, where he did this. He he so he created this this character called uh Gary Seven. And he was what was called a guardian. And his whole thing was he stayed on Earth and he protected the timeline. And protected humans were so that they would continue to go down the right path and do the right kind of thing. And the idea was it was going to be the series. I forget what it was going to, it was going to be called, like Destination Earth or something like that, where, um, like the series would be each week. It would be like, oh, he's protecting this human from fucking something up or something like that, right? And he's just like a guardian angel kind of thing. And so there was a whole episode of TOS where they just followed this guy named Gary Seven on Earth. In the 1960s. And so that's what she was. She was one of those guardians. That was assigned hmm. to Earth. Except for. So. What she says is. Some of us are assigned to. Like planets. Or like places right. I don't know maybe like the United States or something like that right. But some of us are assigned to just people. And apparently she was assigned. To Rene Picard. For whatever reason well i right, guess why because is she, well, why is she laris i'm all i know i kind of got that but why is she laris well so, so that's the thing so so the idea with these guardians is that uh the people that were guardians were essentially people that were abducted by the super advanced alien race and they were brought up or programmed or i don't know something like that to to become guardians and they would be sent back to their home planet right so like gary seven was a human who was, I don't know if like he was abducted or like his family was abducted and he was grown or something like that, like born and raised by these aliens and then sent back to Earth to be a guardian. Um, and so obviously Talon as a Romulan, so she's, she's not a human, right? She, we find out in the finale, like, oh, she's actually is Romulan, right? Or I don't know, it was like episode seven or eight or something like that. Um, Do we find this out by her just exposing her ears? Yes. Which without explanation, is that what yes. happened? Yes. So we don't know what the what it was. I don't know oh, what no, that was. I remember like, thinking, like a, what is this? It's like a cloak force field kind of thing. So that's what she used. It's so that was them trying to do um foreshadowing by that's how she looked like Renee Picard in the finale. Well, she used that same technology she used to cover her ears uh, to oh. to change her face. And it's like a oh. digital mask oh, kind of thing. I thought she didn't have ear like I thought she wasn't Romulan the whole time. Just like she was just a hu in like a human vaguely shaped like Lannis. Laris. Like vaguely shaped like Laris for no, no, no. reason. I, I well and so so Picard uh, says that apparently she must be like an ancestor. Like a distant ancestor of 
of, of right. Uh, and so I figured that must that must make her human or something. And maybe she had no, no, she's wrong. Ancestry. Okay, okay. Because well, there's a whole thing where she sailed says over that, my head. Well, because there's a it because so much happened in the finale. So there's a line where she says that, um, oh yeah, we're usually assigned to the planet that we came from, right? Like that thing I was just talking about. And so, but she was assigned to Earth. Inside of instead of Romulus for whatever reason they, they don't they don't explain why, and so that's and Picard then says like, oh so you must be a distant relative or distant ancestor of, of Laris or something like that. And it's like because apparently everybody in Star Trek right like all your relatives look the same. Oh my god! Which is why I like there's like 15 Soongs that all look exactly like Brent Spiner. I hated I hated what Brent Spiner was doing. I it's didn't awful. like it. It's I awful. didn't I didn't like it. It was ooh. It made no and, sense. I, I mean, I made some sense. I just, why am I doing that? And he, oh, the best part. Doesn't he get just like, like juked at the end? Like they just dodge him basically. Oh yeah. Basically. I mean, it happens multiple like, times. Like he tries to run over Renee Picard and he ends up hitting John Luke instead. Yeah. The story just jukes him and he's yeah. just like, okay, no, well no. he's off. Well, he's, he's just going to have to deal with that emotionally and we're moving on. Yeah. Cause, cause at the end it's, he tries to, uh, well, he tries to stop Renee and he so he poisons her, but he ends up poisoning Talon instead, right? Because she put on the digital Renee face, uh, and so right that's why Talon dies. Uh, but then as a backup, he has the drones, right? He sends those drones out, but then Rios and uh, Seven and Raffi, they just crash one into each other. <laughs> And so you they, don't get to tell me that you invented <laughs> like human cloning technology or whatever he did, and like or that he's competent in some way, and then consistently show him being incompetent. I, you know what I mean? He's but just he, consistently he tricked. He creates Khan. Didn't you notice that? I know, but he competently creates Khan. Yes. You know but what I best, mean? Like, he's, but the best part, we 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 passed over this. So we talk about relatives that look like each other, right? So we talk about soon. We talk about talent. The best part, right? Guess guess who? Guess who's back? Issa Briones, Soji, except yeah, for now, now she's his daughter. I didn't like it. I thought it was silly. Terrible. So, so his great, well, great, great, that's great, presumably... great grandson makes an android that looks exactly like this daughter of his great, 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 great grandfather that he never knew about. Well, she becomes the default template for like what people look like for their robot faces and stuff, right? So that's why she looks like that. Presumably, well, no, because because there are only three of her. I understand, but like Soong in the past must have saved the template for what she looked like and made it default. And so when his, whenever whoever Soji's creator, like Brennan, Brennan, Brendan, uh, Alton, Alton, it doesn't matter, doesn't matter, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. Yeah, also yeah. terrible. But anyway, it's based on it was like based on one of Data's like parts or something, right? And so maybe he had access to some files for the. Like manufacturing the body of Soji, and you just use the same template as what Soong had on file for default. I don't know. Sure, that's what I was. That's why I, it makes I, as I, much, I took it, it out immediately. It makes as much sense as anything else that actually happened in the show. So that was how that was my reasoning immediately when I saw. It. I was like, okay, well, that may, it must be that they use her as a template for what other people look like. Since but, but then, but, but then why uh, why didn't um. Uh, I don't like why, why didn't data lore waste, before look like that right so i, I don't like, want to wait i don't want to waste another moment on this i hate it it was terrible <laughs> but no, the best part was right she goes she goes off and becomes a traveler with wesley crusher 
Because that right, makes sense. Right, Wesley. The, remember that book I read ages ago? Wesley was in it. Yeah. Wow. I can't remember the name of this. I can't remember the name of the Star Trek, but here's what happened in it. There was a um, there was like a a black hole that just like showed up in the galaxy. It was like eating stars. Like it was just like like a, a big one. And sure. it was they they had to like figure out the mechanism that was the machine that was doing it. They had to communicate with it. It was an AI, and apparently it was engaged in a uh, art project. Like it was doing it to multiple <laughs> galaxies so that no one could. Yeah, because well, it's kind of cool because this because galaxies are spinning away from each other, right? And they're going to be so distant at some point you won't be able to see each other. But so in order to like, it's like a massive breach of first contact protocol, right? Because what they're doing is is they're making like all the galaxies have this feature that has like it is obviously artificial, right? When you look at all of them; they make a pattern, right? the different galaxies that they've consumed into this weird blob. So if you can look at them all, you can see the pattern. Oh, that must be artificial, right? It's got some rational feature to it. And so it's like proof to anyone who can see it, who can build a telescope that there are other, there's life out there. Um, so I thought that was kind of neat. And Wesley Crusher's in it and he tries to stop them. He figures out how to, how to stop them. Anyhow, that's what that was about. So that's, I like Wesley Crusher and I knew about the Traveler because of this book. That's what this this moment was about. Well, the travelers from uh, TNG as well. I understand. That's where I'm just saying. I yeah. I didn't see that TNG episode. I did, but I did see, or I don't remember seeing it anyways. Um, but I episodes, but... was introduced to him as the traveler in that book. Because there was that one episode, and so there are two episodes of the traveler. One is an episode or season one, I think. Um, it's where they bring this guy. He's like a Starfleet um, warp engineer kind of guy, and he mm -hmm. comes on board the Enterprise. And is like, hey. I developed this methodology to make this thing go super fast, right? And we're increasing the warp factor by 11-fold or whatever it is, right? And so when he has this, this assistant, which is his alien that nobody knows anything about, and when they do these tests, the alien, like, puts his hands on the console in engineering, and all of a sudden they travel, like, halfway across the galaxy, right? Or somewhere, and maybe they even go outside the galaxy. I don't remember. And anyway, it's just crazy. And then... Throughout the episode, they find out, like, oh, he's actually this this warp guy, the Starfleet guy. He's, like, making all this up. He doesn't actually know anything. It's just he found this alien who has the ability to do this, to travel like this, right? And so he basically hooks him into the warp drive and makes him go super far. And then he takes credit for it, the Starfleet guy. And then we find out there's actually this alien. His name is Traveler. And, like I said, this is the whole thing that he does. And he says, you know, he's talking about Wesley Crusher. And it's like, Wesley has potential. Because remember season one, TNG... Wesley was like the savant, right? Yeah. And so, so anyway, so so that's that's what happens that episode, and then uh, basically, then you fast forward to season seven, where Wesley leaves the show, and it's because the traveler comes back. So hey, I said you had potential. You want to come be a traveler with us? And Wesley goes, okay, sure. And then he leaves and goes be a traveler, and then, and then we never see him again until you Star Trek Nemesis. Book? Well, in the book. Uh, and then Star Trek <laughs> Nemesis, he shows up at uh, Riker and Troy's wedding. And then doesn't even uh... have a line. <laughs> doesn't even have a line. You oh, just see him sitting the at the movie? table. Oh, yeah. You just <gasps> see him sitting at the table. I didn't, I didn't realize. Oh. Yeah, he's sitting at the end of the table at, in the opening scene of Star Trek Nemesis. Doesn't even have good a line. For, good for them. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he has more <laughs> lines in the finale of Picard season two than he had in, in Star Trek Nemesis. So. I don't... I, I think of this this series as 
in the same way that I do Justice League. I, it just feels the like the movie or the comic. The movie. Um, oh, okay. It it feels like the Zack Snyder version or the not or the no, kind of either, but the original, okay. the one that aired in the movies. Like it just feels like a collection of YouTube clips. Yeah. This whole series feels like a collection of YouTube clips. Yes. There. I episodes I don't, know don't what, seem to have anything to do with each other. <laughs> scenes in the last episode, especially, seem to have nothing to do with each other. Yes. I. I uh, I wish I could give you guys some examples, but it has been a minute since I've seen it. Uh, just take my word for it. Don't watch it. It's not. Good. I don't watch. Don't watch this show. No. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I know, but like, then again, you should watch it because then you won't know what we're talking about. But sure. I don't know. I don't know. I, but I mean, if it, you have literally anything else to do, don't. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, the worst part was I remember when we were talking about this when Picard was happening and you were watching it, and because you didn't watch Prodigy, right? No. And and I kept telling you you should watch Prodigy. It's it's because because you, you're talking about because obviously you have a lot going on these days. So you're talking about oh, you don't have time. You got to be judicious about it. And I was like, I understand that. But Prodigy is half as long as Picard and it's easily more than two times better. I mean, it's not even close. It's 10 times better than the show. I don't know. It wouldn't be hard. I it was. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway, so, my recommendation uh, for people, if you're thinking about watching Picard or Prodigy, watch Prodigy. Do do or watch Picard while you're playing Elden Ring. Just have it on the background. It's fine. And you won't miss Control much. Page. Yeah. And if you do, it doesn't. Uh, it won't matter by the next episode, so don't worry about it. And you'll be playing Elden Ring. Yeah. So. No, but but to go back to your question about how do I feel about Q, you know, I, I saw I, I watched a review by uh, by Steve Shives, right, and he brought up a good point about how like the in the finale. The, the moment that that you have between Picard and Q, and Patrick Stewart has talked a lot about how there's always been this subtext of, like, Picard and Q being, like, in love with each other, right? I, I That's news to me. Well, because it was Berman track, and so, like, it was always stuff like it was always subtext, right? And I thought so, he was just uh, being cute. I thought he was just being, like, I don't know, provocative. Uh, it's fine. It doesn't bother me. I just never noticed it. Well, and so... But I mean, because there's like the scene where like, well, I mean, there's several things, you know, obviously like Q shows up like naked when he gets turned into human and stuff like that. But but yeah, and I always thought that was more of like, I thought they were always trying to make Q seem a little Caligula, like, right? Like this, well, like a Roman emperor, like he could just do whatever he wants so he could be naked. Like it's just, no, but, but, but there was the big one. (laughs) Well, I didn't even hear what you said. I said the F word. Beep it out. Ah, who cares? We'll we'll do the, we'll catch it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you could hear that, but there's a little beep in there. Um huh. but but no, there there was the one uh also episode where um where Picard was on vacation and Q shows up and Picard he shows up in, in the in Picard's bed. So when Picard wakes up, he looks over and Q's laying in bed next to him. Right? That's the one people always talk about. Oh, who cares? If I did that to you, would you think that it was like subtext? I, I, it would no. be clearly like a joke gone wrong. No, I, but, but the, anyway, there's, there's a quote from, from Patrick Stewart in a, in a, uh, in an interview where he, he intimates that like, yeah, Picard's probably been bisexual or something like that. Um, and I had to find it, but he's, he's talking about Q being like, um, you know, having like having this particular affinity for Picard and stuff like that. And that, um, he has a wife. I understand that, that you can be gay and have a wife. I get it. But, like, I find... Well, you can be bisexual. I won't say if it's bi erasure. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I find this connection between his behavior on TNG and him being bisexual uh, 
toxic. I don't know, like toxic masculinity is what it makes you think of. It's like you're not allowed to be at all effeminate oh, yeah. around your guy, guy friend. Like you yeah, can't true. be silly, and and it, it it means they must he must want to bang him. I, well, what? And, and, That's what this means. That's silly. So so no. you gotta understand. So this is a big thing in Star Trek, and it, it, I've watched every, I've watched a lot of Q episodes of TNG, and I have but, never picked up on it. Well, okay, but. You gotta understand too that this is a big thing in Star Trek because for two reasons. One is because Star Trek, for all of its progressive ideals, uh, until recently didn't show homosexuality on on screen a lot, right? Uh, and so they got around to it. They got around to it, uh, but <laughs> way too late. But but no, but but so there's always been so so you gotta understand too the the idea of shipping characters right and fanfic started with star trek it started with spock and kirk right uh, yeah i have heard about that and if you watch tos actually it is there's a lot of subtext actually in tos for spock and kirk having a relationship together um and it's, i'm not that familiar with tos so i know i know i just give you an example there's this scene where uh kirk is on the bridge and hold on a second my cat is just losing her mind right now she just knocked stuff over everywhere and excellent you can hear it crashing in the background excellent anyway so there's the scene um in star trek uh in tos where kirk is basically um he's sitting in the captain's chair and it's like something wrong with his back so he's like oh, i got this and spock is there next to him he's like i've got this crick in my back mr spock or something like that and uh and he's like kind of massaging it you know in the small of his back and then uh a yeoman is standing there because it was TOS back when they had Yeoman, right? Yeah. And she's standing behind him, so she starts massaging it, right? The small is back, and 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 Spock is standing behind him on the other side, and so while she's massaging, he's like, "Yes, yeah, that's good, that's good. Get in there, get in there, Mister Spock." And then he looks over at Spock, and Spock is not doing it, and so he looks over to his left and sees Yeoman, who's like, "Oh, that'll be all, Yeoman." And, and then him and Spock just kind of look at each other and give each other like a wake, and then like she just walks off, and you're like. What the fuck just happened? And so, I guess, uh, huh. yeah, so, I guess I thought they just—it was like a weird. I would have thought that was just a weird thing that they did as friends. I I don't know. Like, no. I, anyway, if you watch TOS, there's a lot of subtext about it. Okay, I can believe it. I can it, believe it's, it. It's and it's so much that like actually like Roddenberry like uh, like actually references it in one of the books or something that he wrote. Um. Anyway, I don't want to get into it. So because of that, so Star Trek was the original uh, of the fanfic genre. It started with Kirk and Spock and the Spurk oh. relationship. And oh. so it, it it has become a theme of Star Trek that people just ship people, especially LGBTQ relationships. Because so I, the idea is that's actually what saved Star Trek because that community that shipped Spurk or uh, Spurk, yeah, uh, Spock and Kirk. Uh, that's what led to TOS remaining relevant in the 70s that got it to be the reboot, which started uh, with the movie. I didn't know that. Didn't so that's why that. it's a big part of Star Trek culture, basically. Oh, well, that's neat. So that's why there's a lot of shipping that happens in, in Star Trek community. And I'm so, on board with that. And I'm also on board with Q being uh, bi or whatever. Uh, sure. Well, he's a guy. But, he can be whatever he wants to be. Yeah, I, but also I don't. I didn't see anything from his behavior on TNG ever that made me think, oh yeah, some uh he's clearly not straight. I well anyway, doesn't matter. Uh but the point is, you know, obviously he has a thing for 
for Picard, right? He has some kind of, well, I mean, he says it in the finale, right? Even God's yeah. had her favorites, right? And, um, you know, but Steve Shives mentioned this in this interview that, like, that final scene in, in the finale between Picard and Q is actually really good and really interesting. And, mm-hmm. you know, follows up on... Why? Well, it, it's it's kind of... It's kind of overly sweet, but it is kind of a nice finale for their relationship, right? Yeah, I guess. Of clearly, Q has a favorite in Picard, right? It's it's nice in that it is final, I suppose. Sure, uh, but you know, oh, it's kind of a sweet thing. But but his point was, you had to have watched all of TNG for it to be that way, because nothing from this show, from these ten episodes, justifies. That that scene, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, I do. Because they barely interact at the whole season. Yeah, and even knowing the relationship as I know it, and I do know it, it, uh, I just, I, yeah, it didn't feel super earned. No, so like it it was sweet on its own, but it was like it was, it's you, you needed to earn it. You didn't do nearly enough in this show to earn it. I, I. I didn't like anything about it. I didn't like that he was dying. I didn't. I mean, I, I somehow I don't want to go into what they should have done. I just know that uh, in TNG, whenever Q would show up, they would like have him create a problem, and then they would go about fixing it. And it wasn't didn't have to be because Q was dying, and that's why he was doing crazy stuff. He would show up and do crazy stuff. Yeah. Right. And well, sometimes he'd have like a motive, but and it's fine. But like it wasn't. It doesn't. It just, we didn't have to do all this stuff about the Q. Every moment they wasted on explaining to me that q was dying and what, what that would be like and that weird bottle breaking with guinan like all of that stuff what was it for we, we can do q well, we know how to do q so I, uh, so so two things the bottle breaking with guinan thing was a reference to what happened in tng which is uh the first time q meets guinan he's like clearly somewhat afraid of her I remember that. No, yeah. no, no. I well, and, 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 no, but you no, never the, the bottle. The bottle breaking was because they tried to. Co- she tried to contact the Q, and it the, something's wrong with the continuum, and that's why it right. broke. She well, was surprised well, by it breaking. That's what it was about. I understand that she was scared of him and put her like they put. The, the well, he claws, was scared of like, her. Their fingers. No, but but what I'm one saying of them is, put their fingers out. Like, oh yeah, she looked. She was going to shoot lightning at that's, him. That's I remember. A, no, but that's a, yeah, that's an attempt for them to put a backstory to this thing that was never explained in TNG. Like, why was. Q, this omnipotent god, why did he react this way to Guinan? I understand. Right? I understand this. I understand and, this but point. it was like I didn't need it. <laughs> you know, it was like it was always kind of fun that we had this, this thing, thing. Like, what happened to them? I don't know. No, it was, it just leaves it a mystery. I, it's fun. I, I, I still leaves it a mystery. I don't. I don't have a well, problem sure. with this. With adding some back, a little more backstory, a little reference to it. Oh yeah, really is a thing. We're not just retconning over it. That's fine. It was because he was dying. It was the part where the bottle breaks. I don't well, like. And, and this it's is the, like. Well, yeah, because his powers weren't like it's just dumb. Like, but, why but then, he she should contact him and then he should be like, Why are you bothering me? Like, and then, well, she tried and to, then, but the thing is, because his powers, he couldn't get there. His powers, I, I, that's that's, that's dumb. What that's what I'm it's telling dumb. you. I agree. I, if you're gonna do a Q dying story, it was done better in Voyager. Like, there's an interesting way oh, to do yeah, a Q yeah, dying yeah, story, yeah, 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 where the, the Q tries to 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 suicide, right? Because he's in. So it's the other Q, and then John Delancey Q has to come back, and he's like, no, we put him in prison, so he won't do this, because no Q has ever died by suicide. And so and, and so yeah, the, yeah, the other Q, right? Really, I love that episode. It's a great yes. episode. That, that's how you do a Q dying episode. Not this. 
Because then, like, why is he dying? What happened? I don't know. Who knows? And it wasn't even cute. Why why do we get Q to die? It just is all just, it was a waste of my time. I didn't like it. Well, and then, but like, I'm the guy in backstory stuff. But if you're going to do that, then like, have him be in the show, (laughs) right? Like, he's he's there. It's what, episode one to talk menacingly to Picard and to slap him, which was kind of interesting, but it needed a payoff. It needed something. It needed something more than at the final the final ten minutes of the final episode to be like, Oh, I'm you dying and you're my favorite and I wanted to do this. Like there needed to be easily, something else. You could easily achieve that by just having Q constantly be distracted by something else. Like yeah. he's doing anything with the card in the episode, he gets distracted. Like and then we don't have to spend all this time explaining that he's dying and what that means and how it could possibly make sense. Like it, it so So yeah, I yeah, guess yeah, yeah. I guess what I'm saying is like every scene that Q was in I liked because John Delancey did well, but as a whole, there is not anything to justify why Q even needed to be part of this season. You know, the what best I'm part, uh, yeah, I do. And the best part of Q this season was when Picard says, "Q, you're not well." I thought that was just kind of I found it a bit chilling. I'll admit, yeah. But beyond that, it did nothing for. But me. then it never comes back, right? Yeah, like uh, we yeah, we see yeah. him not have his powers to uh, you yeah. know a couple episodes later, but then like, okay, okay, but you know <laughs> what you want. Uh, what what could have done this for me? The intensity with which it was happening. I, I what if he had done something crazy? What if Q yeah. had like what he did was like he like he he made a small change in a rocket launch and everybody's fascist in the future. Like that's what he did. So what, what if like since why? he's going crazy? Yeah, yeah, I got it. But like since he's like dying or whatever, like why doesn't he like we we should show him accidentally blowing up a star or something? Just something nuts. And like, oh, this this has stakes when gods go mad and die. They don't do that. He just kind of does a vague trick. Uh, so, anyway. well, and it's also like, what was the plan? I don't understand his plan. If if he's trying to teach Picard a lesson or show him how to love or whatever his idea was, why create an alternate timeline? And that they, but then apparently, then he didn't plan on Picard going back to the past. But then I guess he did. Because he also went back to the past. Right. I was just thinking that. It yeah, made he's no not a member sense. Of... I don't understand what the plan was. Yeah. It, uh, it just, anywho. It's, it's so, I don't know. So cute. I, you found some, you found the ending warm or heartfelt. I didn't even find well, that. I found so, it to be like a nice thing. But yeah, I can understand why you I get wouldn't. It. Especially if you just yeah. watch the show. There's, like I said, there's nothing that should justify it. Ooh. I, I, I mean, I've seen all the TNG Q episodes. I've seen all the Voyager Q episodes. I've seen all the True. DS9 Q episodes. I... I just ugh. Uh, uh. Uh, there's only like what one or two, I think maybe one. I think, only I think one. There, might, there might there might be two but I think there's only one DS9 yeah um, where, where Cisco so, punches him he was like Picard never punched me like, I'm not Picard um the Borg yeah the Borg uh so fine I thought it was like compelling in the beginning it's like oh this is neat they're gonna like they they've reached out to picard because he was the cutest and that makes some sense and they well, last time we saw them was in voyager and they weren't doing so hot so maybe things have gone bad for them and now they're looking to make deals i thought that was going to be cool is that kind of what you thought, yeah. where, thought this was headed is that what you thought um i didn't really know at the beginning i mean so They're I mean, in bad shape it, it, at the end of Voyager, right? Do what? They're in bad shape at the end of Voyager, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, because uh, future Admiral Janeway 
she implanted a virus in the right. board collective that killed the and queen her leg, basically her leg falls off i think i remember yeah like her whole body falls apart it's not good she's, yeah she's not great um they all flip out and then they destroy the transport hub yeah and now we have so technology that can one shot them yeah. remember well, uh, so yeah yeah because we got the armor and we got these trans something transcendental port torpedoes it wasn't transcendental trans, it was something yeah like, yeah, I, I, yeah it wasn't transwarp either it was no, something. no but it was something yeah tritian something I don't, I don't know tritanium unobtainium no. yeah so anyway but yeah so uh, we just one shot three board ships or something i yeah, remember yeah, yeah. it was uh that's where we were so i thought yeah which which bad... presumably they bring forward with them right back from the delta quadrant even though it's future technology which they did bring yes, they definitely yes. did bring yes. so it's like i thought the, the car were just the the borg were kind of like in a rut yes. and then we saw the relic or whatever was it called the artifact in the last season yeah in season one yeah yeah Yes, it also kind of made me think, okay, the Borg aren't even, like, they're letting ships just hang out places. Right. So they must not be doing so hot. And so when they come asking for Lacutus, I thought, ah, they've come to deal. Yeah. So anyway, what did you think? Is that what you thought was going to happen? Uh, I mean, I just wasn't sure. I guess I was not fully prepared for a Borg that was not menacing. Um, and we haven't really had to deal much with that, right? Because we haven't seen well, the Borg was really post-Voyager. Right, it was menacing until we saw of them. Well, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean. So, like, so, so then the board queen comes on board or whatever, but like her face is hidden. You're like, oh, this is clearly going to be somebody, right? But who is this, right? And then I, well, I, you know, it's stupid, but I, I, and I know it's silly, but I really almost thought that maybe they couldn't get the actress for the board queen. Oh yeah, and which so, they didn't. <laughs> right, and so they just, they just, did, they felt wrong doing it, so they just put her in a yeah. black mask. They should do that with Princess Leia moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they should just anyway. We'll talk about Star Wars at some point, but yeah. Anyway, they should just recast her. It's not a big deal, guys. I promise. Okay, so you more thoughts on board? More thoughts on board? So, I mean, obviously, by the end, it turns out right that wasn't even the Borg, right? It was Jurati, and and they're not well, the who Borg. is Borg? Is that the Borg? They're not the Borg. How are they not the Borg? So Terry Metalis, who is the showrunner for seasons two and three right. of Picard, he did yeah. an interview afterwards and yeah. said that these are not the Borg. So oh, they, they haven't collective. retconned anything. It's a separate, it's an offshoot. It's a so separate she, collective. So Got she it. goes off and it, it, it was unclear what happened in the show, right? So she takes, she takes the ship, the La Serena, which, but it's, it's not even the prime timeline La Serena, right? It's the Confederate <laughs> La Serena. Uh, but anyway, she takes that and she goes off and I was like, okay, so she going, jumping into the future now, right? With their ship. Because obviously she can do that. She's the one that got them into the past, right? She can do the calculations to get them mm -hmm. to do the slingshot around the sun to go back to the future. So like, okay, so she go back to the future or does she just go off and do yeah. Borg stuff in, for, for 400 years? Borg stuff for 400 years, uh, 100%. Which is, yeah, so apparently, or 300 years, I guess. But apparently, yeah, no, it's 400 years. So yeah, apparently that's what she did. And, and and created this offshoot cyborg species that just don't do anything for 400 years. And so they don't affect the timeline. I like it. That's the I'm official that. explanation. I'm fine with that, that getting that character like Jurati there. I hate it. it I hate. I, well, no. Yeah, of course, with the mask and then the reveal. I'm there. Yeah, and the way like the song was her message. I'm I'm there. But I don't hate that they go back in time. I don't hate that they, the Borg Queen, 
gets an idea in her head because she's not connected to the collective anymore. And then like she gets left in the past and does something weird. And then she shows up back at the beginning. I all that all these all these devices are fine. I think that's kind of cool. Well, I just, just can, can we talk but, about but, the but, logic yeah. though of having this, no. this offshoot Borg that are just existing this whole time and that we just nobody mm -hmm. nobody sees them. Nobody you know, oh, whatever. Oh, they're just not affecting. Of course history. we can't talk about it. Of course we can't talk about it because it's not logical. It don't. It makes don't, no don't sense. Foolish. It makes no sense. And on top of that, why are they still only have that same level of technology when we see them? And it's right, right because you imagine they go back to twenty twenty four with twenty fifth century technology, right? right? And a Borg queen who and probably that, and a Borg knows queen it all. who knows all that stuff, right? Yeah, because she was part of the collective. And then fast forward four hundred years. Yeah, you think about and they still years, have the same Paul. level of technology. <laughs> the thing about four hundred years, Paul, even if the board queen is just a, a middle manager or whatever, like even if she doesn't have all the technical knowledge for future technology, sure. she has the knowledge of. Did you know you can do this? I don't know how to do it, yeah. but it is doable. Like if we had that now, we could make leaps and bounds, probably. Sure. Just saying, I've seen it done. I know you can do this. This, yes. uh, this can be done, right? Or uh, you don't know all the technical. Really, roughly speaking, there's something with dilithium and like. You can, yeah, there's this thing called a cloaking device, and I think they use this, right? You can torture like, one child, and then, like, it can destroy all that lithium everywhere. Yes, apparently. <laughs> Discovery crossover. Um, but they have to be born in a dilithium supermine or something like that. But, no, I, you know, I think it just doesn't make any sense. And, I just, and so can we also talk about the idea? So the, the whole thought, and, oh, by the way, they're not called the Borg either. They're called the Gerati. That, that's what they that's, were called. It's kind of cute. That's okay. That's a word for it. <laughs> um, the, the, I really think the problem with the Borg thing is 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 truly the the, the ham fisted delivery. Like well, the, you know the 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 reason we don't know it's Gerardi in the beginning. Do you think he would feel differently if in the beginning Gerardi had just showed up and they're like, "What the shit? 100%. Why is Gerardi?" You feel better or worse? That would have been that would have been a lot better. Hundred percent. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. Like, I yes. think the Borg stuff works. Sands this this issue of 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 of, but, of coy deception. But that's just going to show how bad the writing of the show is, right? Because then you set up an entirely different dynamic of, you know, hey, we see Gerardi. She's on the bridge. She's human, and all of a sudden, this Borg person shows up, and it's also Gerardi. And you're like, what? And then you get a whole season to figure out, right? You know the end point. How do I get there? Right. But they're mm -hmm. not clever enough writers to be able to work out a clever way to get to an endpoint that you already know. So they just make it a mystery. And it's not even a neat mystery. And it's like, not it's, even an interesting it's, mystery. It's Gerardi. That's yeah. what it was. I, I, and which which the dumb part is, if you, you, could, made, you could make Gerardi more interesting instantly by sure. making her show up. Right? But, now you do care. But, <laughs> but the worst part of it is they make it this mystery because they don't want to do the clever. The worst part of it is it, it's not even just that they're not clever enough to to tell you the ending and then show you how to get there. The worst part of it is they don't tell you the ending and they assume you're too stupid to know what it's going to happen. Because anybody who has half a brain is paying attention knows by the oh, end yeah. of episode two, Gerardi is going to be that bored queen. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. And so, but they're just, they're just assuming you're not going to know that so that the reveal is somehow interesting. But then Maybe it's, it's not. For kids. Maybe it's for kids. Maybe the reveal is for kids. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, okay, Paul, what do the people say? What do you mean, what people? What are the people on the internet about Star Trek? You listen to the Star Trek people. What oh, do they say Picard, about this? season two? Yeah, yeah. No likey? 
no. In general, it's it's not good. The reviews aren't great. Um, well, it's well deserved. Well deserved. Well yes. deserved. But you know, there's this thing that yeah, I don't want to get too much into this, but there's this thing that sucks about Star Trek right now, which is where like a lot of the backlash to modern Star Trek is just stupid. And we talked about it when we did this um, with Discovery um, and then the first couple episodes of Card Season 1, right? Where it's it's the whole... It's Saint Star Wars had the same thing, right? The fandom menace, right? About the... They just didn't like things that changed, right? Especially in like, those... What? That's why there's so much backlash to the last uh, Jedi. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and... Yeah. And, you know, the, oh, you got too much diversity with Rose and blah, blah, blah. And, and you know, Star Trek Discovery went through the same thing with, you know, ridiculous backlash to Berman. And, oh, or Paul, Burnham Paul. And, Yeah, know. I'm totally there. And I need to speak to the people on this point. Is I, 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 the perfect, before we get there, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> the, the new series is coming out. Sure. And, there, and the people, like the Black Elves is the perfect example, of, I think, of what we're talking about. The backlash on that. I, I know it's not as big as the Star Trek thing probably yet. Yet. But old people like Lord of the Rings, and so it's going to happen. So it's going to be part of the, uh, what's the thing they're teaching in schools that they think is communism? Critical race theory. It's going to be the theory. critical race theory of, of, Star, of Star Trek when they, when they yeah. have to deal with Black Elves. Now, I have a solution for everybody, Paul. Okay. I, I don't care if you make elves that are black. I don't care if you make Winston Churchill black. Don't talk about it. Just just have a black man do it. Have a black woman do it. Whatever. Right? I, I don't need so that's this is I know what's coming. I know what's coming for Lord of the Rings. And it's gonna be an explanation to me as to why some elves are white and some elves are black. And I don't care. I don't I don't I care if that. they're white or black. Oh, I think a good explanation. You bet they won't do like from the, well, they're elves from this side of the continent or something. No, I mean oh, they I never did care. that in Star Trek, right? They I didn't mean, do it in Star Trek. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, like when we start yeah. seeing like you know non-white Vulcans. Well, just... the th the thing is, is that race is kind of tied in to some of Tolkien's stuff because it's geographical in nature, right? Yeah. Like, so people are different colors from where they're from in the show, or sorry, in this sure. in the book. So and people are mad that the, it, it that this is going to violate the canon, right? Because that canon is real. But who cares? Like they are going to violate it, and we don't need to talk about it. Like yeah, we don't need a reason. I never, I never need an explanation. For well, it's I just care. like it's just it's like, like it, unless that person is is in a is in a setting where uh, uh, black people are disenfranchised, then maybe you say why a black person is the, has this job. Fine, but other than that, I don't, I don't, I'm fine. Yeah, you know, like I'll the just Enar. roll with it. Enar. The the Andorians, that's the dude Hemmer from yeah. from Stranger Worlds. Oh yeah, which is fine, but that's a, a weird new thing, right? No, no, was in, that was an Enterprise. That's where they were introduced. So, so, so like they anyway, we'll get to, a weird, crazy thing. Well, we'll get well in Enterprise, not in. I remember. Not in yeah, Worlds. on the I remember on Ice Planet, and the, they're different colors, and I, I'm there. yeah. So the Enar are, are pale; they're not blue, and it's because they right. live underground and they're all blonde on the Ice and, Planet. Yeah. yeah, which is fine. They introduced a new thing. If you, I, I, I'm talking about like backlash on diversity and stuff. Like, it just doesn't. I don't. I cannot get animated about this. I sure. just wish people would stop getting animated about it. It doesn't matter. Well, and so anyway, so yeah, and I mean, you know, anyway, to talk about the Vulcans, right? Like the, the real thing, if you think about it, is like all Vulcans should be dark skinned, right? Because they live on a desert planet and right where, and they have two suns, and that's what causes melanin, which causes. People to have darker skin, right? Is is long exposure to sun and warm weather. Yeah. 
Yeah, but you don't get as so. you don't get as much you don't get as much sun close to the uh, Vulcan Mediterranean. So some of them are white. So whatever. Sure. I don't anyway, care. But I, anyway, the point I is, don't care. I don't but, care. But the point, but the point is, right? So, um, so yeah. So I mean, I think make a white Klingon. I don't care. Well, I mean, we have Revoke, right? He was albino Klingon. Oh right. In season one. Right, yeah. right, right, right. And then there's plenty of purple Klingons too. And then mm-hmm. people, you better believe people had a fit about that because. How dare you take away the blackface? That's racist. So oh, anyway. I never even thought about that. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, anyway. So anyway. All right. I got, I got nothing else for Picard. What do you got? No, no. I, so we were talking about something. And I kind of forgot. We kind of got off. off. But about the Borg. Uh, that's my fault. Oh. Yeah, I know. Anyway, I mean, my thing with it is, oh, oh, you were asking about how people feel about it, right? And so I was saying, oh, yeah. So, like, if, reviewers typically have been like, yeah, no, the show's not good. Um, But there's this thing where a lot of... Uh, criticism of newer Star Trek is just wrapped up in this. It's hard to separate it from just whiny babies complaining about having dark elves, right? (laughs) Having black elves, right? Where it's just, you know, they're complaining about Burnham, but not because Star Trek Discovery has writing issues. They're complaining about, like, where are the straight white men, right? (laughs) Uh, Because there's not a single straight white cis dude character on discovery right and oh yeah oh, okay whatever I right i know it's one of those things that like if you're us like i i had to think about it i was like oh yeah i guess that's the true right I mean, I didn't I'm, even think li- about I'm not it. i'm not lying that i didn't notice it was diverse on purpose sure i did i don't care right, <laughs> like, right. okay they they did it for diversity well I, I mean for me i do care because it's like if you want a cast full of straight white people, go watch any other Star Trek, right? Oh, like, let me well, just let me be clear. I don't care enough to get in the way of it. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? I mean, I care in the sense that, like, I think it's a good thing, right? And in fact, my yeah. thing, and I'll get to this in a second, but like, my thing is, modern Star Trek is not woke enough. It's it's token liberal woke, in my opinion. But, um, but I think you know. So what I was, my point was that so much of the backlash is just that, which is like not really about what oh, Star okay. Trek is about. It's just about this. reactionary culture war bullshit and so because of that a lot of fans are defensive about new star trek right and so the critics that are being honest i think they look at it and they go yeah i don't like this show and and steve shives did a whole video about this about how like when he came out with picard season two and started doing his reviews saying that he didn't like it he got these people coming to him and saying like yeah, finally someone who gets it, you know, new track, Kurtzman track is terrible and it's and all this stuff. And he had this whole video about like, if you're agreeing with me that Star Trek that Star Trek Picard is bad, but you're agreeing with me because you think everything that Berman or that that Kurtzman does is stupid and you think there's too much diversity and all this stuff, then get the fuck out of my comments and stop watching my channel, right? It was like mm-hmm. if you think it's bad because the show has been poorly written, is then yes, I'm I would agree with you. But don't think I'm agree- just because I say it's bad. Don't think I'm agreeing with you that that it's bad for your stupid reasons, right? Yeah, w- yeah, but I wouldn't call it dishonest. You were saying that the uh, honest reviewers, <laughs> as opposed to the bigoted ones, you can be bigoted and honest. They're honestly bigoted. Well, they are honestly bigoted, sure. <laughs> but I, I guess uh, no. What I meant by the honest reviewers is like then there are other reviewers who they they comment and then be like, oh, it has these problems, stuff like that. But like. You know, I still like this. They always try to hedge because you don't want to be grouped in with these people who are just racist assholes, right? And For so sure. you're constantly hedging. And it it's unfortunate. And especially I find myself as a, you know, as a cis white guy, mostly white guy, right? Myself, right? Obviously, I'm not fully white. But 
you know, people perceive me as white. So that's the big thing that's, that's important there. And, you know, as it's difficult for me to, I, I tend to hold back my criticisms, especially in places like Twitter and stuff like that, because I don't want to be grouped in with those people. And not just that I don't want the people who like it to group me in with those people. I don't want those, those people to group me in with them. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. And so I just kind of don't say anything, which is unfortunate because one, I hate that because I like talking and I want to criticize the show one because it's bad. And two, because my criticism doesn't come a place, come from a place of hater. It comes from, I love these guys. I grew up with TNG in particular. Right. Yeah. And well, it you've hurts done it, me. Boy. Do what? You've done it, boy. Well, no. <laughs> you said you wanted a chance to speak about it. Well, yes, but it, and it, because it, I come from this from a place of please do better. Like I watched the red letter <laughs> media review of Picard season two. Uh, well, reviewers, they did multiple ones and uh, red letter media has, they get a lot of flack for their views on modern Star Trek. And, and a lot of it, I think is warranted. Um, but you know, I think they go too far and I think it's I, yeah, anyway, but I think one of the things that one of the guys, I forget their names because I don't watch them regularly, but one of the things he said was um, that, you know, one of them said that he could he could kind of separate this and, sa- and said, hey, it's the Star Trek that I had, TNG, whatever, that was my Star Trek and this new stuff is something else that's not for me and I can just pretend it doesn't exist, right? And the other guy was like, I can't do that, right? And he was saying that, like, this show makes me like Picard less. And... As much as I disagree with that guy on a lot of his views on modern Star Trek, um, and I do, I find myself in that position where season, you know, season one, I hated. Season two, I hated a Picard. And they make me like Picard as a character less. And that, that hurts, you know? Because it's somebody I grew up with, right? And it's a franchise I yeah. grew up with. And I hate that... I hate that they've done this for... What should have been good reasons, but turned out to not be any good reasons, right? Like, you know, people will complain about this Star Trek and, and the Red Letter Media guys, they do this a lot. They complain about this. Well, this just isn't what Star Trek is. And it's, you know, it's not, and I was like, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with Picard going off and let's telling this emotional story about Picard being, you know, he's not at Starfleet anymore. And he's just at a different stage of his life. Of course, he's not going to act the same way that he did 30 years ago on TNG, right? I'm fine with that. If you're going to tell a good story out of it. <laughs> What sucks is not that he's different. It sucks that he's different for no good reason. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. And that's what sucks about it. <laughs> because now I can still look at TNG Picard and be like, oh, you know, it is what it is. And that's where that character was. But I look at this Picard now and I'm just like, it just, I don't like this character in his shows. And not because he's more sensitive, not because of any of that stuff, but just because the stories that you gave him are just bad you know what i'm saying and they don't make sense i'm on board yep bad show so anyway that's right and it's not because we're bigoted that's where we're at so but you know well and in fact so so i alluded to this earlier and i just want to go on this this short little short little rant here people will talk about like i said those people that complain about it talk about how you know this wokeism is killing star trek i would offer to you that the problem with Star Trek, especially Picard, is that it wasn't woke enough, right? And the best example of this is Rios, right? This show could not figure out what it wanted to do. Oh, yeah. That's funny. What, I hadn't thought about that. It couldn't yeah. figure out. It, it, 
it started out seeming like they were trying to make some kind of point. You know, we've talked in the past about how, you know, and, and actually, if you go back and listen to our Picard ep- season one, episodes one and two reviews, the last videos we did, we did um, before the world ended. Um, you know, we, we had a debate in there about, you know, was the show going to touch on these modern political themes, stuff like that, right? About rising fascism. And, and you know, you were, you were on the stance of like, oh, well, you know, they, just because these things are happening doesn't mean it's commentary on modern times and it's allegory and blah, 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 right? But with Picard's Season 2, they go back to 2024. It very clearly yeah, is oh, our time, oh, yeah. right? Oh, there's, yeah. Oh, there's no definitely. way to read it anything other than... Yeah. You know, and, and they, they make very obvious illusions. They see this homeless encampment right below, you know, the Europa Space Center, right? And that, that was a foolish opinion of mine to have back then. So, yeah, I'm, yeah, yes. obviously it's commentary. Yes. and I mean, But I mean, like, even even if you think, okay. I, didn't, I guess I expected, I guess my, my expectation was that it would be more like TNG. And I just didn't find that in TNG. I was a kid, so I probably wasn't as glued in right. to political, com- like, modern commentary of that time. Right. But... Well, I just I just never found that in it. Um, the you episode should go back where... and try it again, but but DS Nine was even more Maybe. explicit about it. But but sure, anyway, I mean, like they're called the Maquis, like that's an actual mm-hmm. right, World War II resistance mm-hmm. self, right? So I mean, like, but you know, anyway. Uh, well, I always assumed I, I I knew that there were there were episodes that were commentary, but I like the major the major conflict in DS Nine is between the Cardassians and the Bajorians Bajorans, and it's like. The Nazis and, and 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 the Jews, but it the Nazis didn't disappear, so they got to deal. Like that's an interesting. Right. How, how do we deal with this? But, right. But, but then, so, but then also understand that the like then the Maquis was like the Israel Palestine conflict, right? I, I understand. Right. I understand. I just but think anyway. they were like there were episodes here and there of it, and that's fine. I'm just I just my general uh, consumption of Star Trek hasn't been that it was the the what was primarily trying to deliver to me was one coherent message, which. A little bit. It it wasn't a bad message in Picard exactly. It was don't be fascist. Don't call yourself the Confederacy. All these things are are bad. And I was you know I'm fine with that commentary in general. Uh, and I get why it's irrelevant now. Uh, well, but, 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 it, but it, it, it felt more targeted than I imagined, honestly. Sure, but I mean, in, in this case, you really couldn't ignore it, right? Like I said, they go back no. to 2024, and it's our world, right? And they're talking about climate change, and they're talking about the homeless encampments and they're talking about you know, I mean he gets picked up by ice right like yeah. I mean come yeah. on it's very blatant what they're doing you oh, know? quite I and, completely agree and Guinan has that that line where she says you know um, oh you know it's easy to wait for people that look like you it's not so easy for people that look like me right she says Picard and and then you know uh, she talks about how you know this century they traded in the hoods for the suits right yep, yep. and so they're making yep. all these points it seemed like that's where they were going. And then you fast forward like two episodes later and they go fucking nowhere with it. <laughs> right. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I don't I'm not. I'm not. It's the problem. So like it's, in Rios is the best example. He He's in an ice concentration camp. Mm-hmm. He gets tased by this <laughs> asshole security guard. Right. Yep. Watch this other dude get deported without due process. Right. And then literally two episodes later, he's at this ball and he's like, oh man, the food's here. Great. And then, like, two episodes later, he's like, I'm just going to stay here. This place is fucking awesome. And I'm like, you were in a concentration camp two days ago. Okay. I hear you. Here's the thing. They can't resolve it for you. Because because we're not going to resolve it in, by 2025. So, like, there's no... No, but no my, ar- point is, my point is, what story were you... What point were you trying to make? 
And my point is, there isn't one that you could make because the there only is. Way that the there absolutely is. There absolutely is. Okay. They didn't have to do any of this stuff with with Soong and all this stuff and like, oh, it was this microbe or something that that uh, you know, Rene Picard went to you know Europa yep. and then came back and that's what solved climate change and all that stuff. Ridiculous nonsense, right? Right. All I it had to do, had all to... it had to do was you go back in the future and be like, hey, you know what? Uh, there's this person that rises to power, right? And because of this event that 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 uh, that uh, Q change or something like that, he comes to power and he's a fascist, right? And here's the commentary of this is the path that we're on right now with our planet. And unless something changes, this is where we're going to end up. We're going to end up the Confederacy, right? The the modern version of the Terran Empire, right? And but we didn't, you know, in Star Trek universe, we didn't go that way because that guy who was this fascist leader got defeated, right? He lost an election or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, he didn't steal an election or something like that. You know what I'm saying? And, but instead they make up this whole stupid story about time travel and this organism that cleaned the oceans. And all that. Just what, I just, what, what point are you trying to make? Like they, they didn't commit to it. They set up all these ideas of envisioning a future fascist world by going back in time to a point where we're all looking around and going, there's a lot of fascism happening in the world right now. And that's not good. Right. Right. And this is the path we're on. And instead of committing to that, they, they touch on it and then just go, Nope, never mind. It's going to be some, you know, water, moon, Resolve space organism. Yeah, because it's, because that's resolvable, but it's dumb. It's, it's, it's sorry. It's, it's, it's scary. It's scared. It's it's just yeah, and a total I, I, lack I, I, of commitment. I, I'm in agreement with you on that. I just I just don't think it's the the category mistake of this of this project. Like it, you could have kept all of it all of it like as as timid as they did it and still fixed like well, a sure. lot of other things. And I'd have been fine with it. I'd be like, okay, yeah, some token liberal stuff, but and moved on. Uh, so this is the comment that it that it's not woke enough, and that's the problem. I don't know. I I could I could leave it at token liberal and it could still be well, a good show no no, no. I, I guess what i'm saying is yes they, they still could have written a good show right with this plot thread right and they yeah. still could have written a bad show by going the other way right 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 but at least but my point is at least if they had written a bad show the other way that'd be, that'd there would have at grace. least <laughs> been a kernel of an idea that you could have taken in this one you don't even have that you know what i'm saying that's fair that's fair you could it have a, it would have a saving grace that's fine. yes and this one is just, I got a stupid story that was poorly written versus I got an interesting story that was poorly written. Oh, let's title the episode this, A Bad Story Poorly Written. Yes. <laughs> and it sucks because there's there's so many good characters, right? I mean, I, again, I, I like Rios. I like Seven and Rafi. I like their, their relationship in this season. And it just, just went nowhere. It just, it just yeah. felt useless. It felt worthless in the end. Elnor oh, just yeah. kind of didn't happen. <laughs> Oh yeah, I gave up. I I've uh, whew. You know, it, Rios is... it, it it robbed it of any any nostalgic weight. I I, I yeah, I, I can't. I couldn't even. I I could watch. I remember I could kind of. There were some moments in the first season. I go okay, some nostalgia's there for me. Yeah, there's nothing in this. Well, like the that. first couple of episodes I thought were good, and especially like episode one, and especially. And I know you don't care so much about the stuff, but like. If you're the kind of person who cares a lot about ship, you know, ship designs and and the cool, you know, the visuals and stuff like that, there was some cool stuff to take from out of episode one. Um, 
and it was promising. I, and I thought I still think the first two episodes are are actually pretty good, right? They end weird, like that. They didn't seem to nail down where the end of one episode was and the start of the next episode. But to me, it was like episode five. It was as soon as Rios gets broken out of the ice camp, the whole season just goes. And you know, here's a here's a good example. Do you remember it was at the end of episode five and going because episode six was the one where they go into the ball, right? And they have to infiltrate it. Yes. And at the end of episode five, Picard is talking about it about how how we have to infiltrate this ball so we can get to Renee and you know talk to her about whatever, right? And he goes, and they're like, "How do we get in there?" And he goes. I have a plan. And they play this music and you're thinking like, oh, it's going to set up like a heist story, right? And I love heist stories. I love a good heist movie. You know, like Ocean's Eleven, you know, love these kinds of things, right? And so you go, oh, that's an interesting thing. I'm I'm excited about that. And then they start episode six. We get one scene where Gerardi has to get them through security, right? By being arrested and then doing something with the Borg Queen and, you know, whatever. And then literally nothing happens. He, you know, because when you get a high story and you hear someone say, I've got a plan, then you expect, what do you expect the next scene to be? Uh, the assembling the team, assembling the team and explaining the plan, right? Right. And, and, and then, and then the heist story is how the plan goes wrong and how you react to that, right? Sure. Yeah. That's, that's one on one how you do a high story, right? Mm-hmm. We get none of that. He goes, I have a plan. You start the next episode. He doesn't explain the plan, doesn't assemble the team. The next episode starts, they just walk up to the ball. Dratty does something where she gets them in. And then they just kind of hang around and talk to each other for 40 minutes. And don't do anything. They don't accomplish anything. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I know exactly what you're saying. It's just I, so poorly written that it's just, why did you even do this? This could have been a three-parter. This could have been a two-part episode. <laughs> yes. That they yes, stretched into it 10 been, episodes. Oh, that's a good, that's an excellent way of thinking. Yes, it could have easily been a, a two-part TNG episode. Yes. I've been fine. Eh. It would have been fine. And instead they did 10 episodes of just nothing. (laughs) And it's so disappointing. And and, and I also have to say, and I'm going to get, you know, super woke and and everything on this too. The way they handled the mental health stuff was terrible. Uh, A lot of people were pointing out that they didn't put a trigger warning for the episode where they actually showed the suicide, um, which was not cool. They should have done that. Um, because if you're somebody who has gone through that before, uh, either someone you know or attempted it yourself, um, it could be really distressing, right? And they didn't do that. Um, they didn't handle the story well at all. I mean, the it's it's baffling to me that it's set in the 24th century and they're still dealing with shit like the mom doesn't want to get help for her mental wellness because reasons. And then the answer is the dad locks her in her room. Oh yeah, I never really thought about that. That's a good point. It makes yeah, no sense. I feel silly. I feel silly that I never noticed it. But yeah, that is incredibly obnoxious. It's just gross. So it just, and that that was my point earlier about like it's just the show does these things where it touches on these ideas. Like oh, we're going to talk about something that's relevant today, right? Mental health, and then handle it in just the most bullshit, stupid way I've ever seen. And then they did the same thing with, um. What's her name? Aphrodite. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> the Soong's daughter, right? Where it's yeah, you know, it, it's it, disability representation in Star Trek has been limited in the past. DS Nine did a good episode about it, um, but overall, it's you know not covered very well. And so now you have this character who her whole thing is 
you know, she's got this this condition that means she can't go outside the house, right? Right. And they did the worst thing possible, which is so they could have actually used a person who had an actual condition, right? Used a real life condition and gotten an actor with an actual, you know, condition or disability or something or like that. Or they could have given they could have given the actress an actual condition. They could have <laughs> yes. they could have injured her in some way. Sure. Blinded her. Yeah, for this anyway. Yeah. But but I mean they could have done that and they didn't. They got this totally totally able bodied person to portray a character whose only defining characteristic is having this condition and then it magically gets fixed at the end and that's when her real life begins right and it's so gross i'm on board and i just and you know we'll talk about stranger world stranger world has a problem with this too but it's just oh i didn't know that oh but i'm interested to hear it yeah but anyway so it's just it's all these things that come together where it's just like like you said like you know it's it's a bad story it was just badly written and it's just um there's so many good ideas that could have happened and they just didn't. And it's really frustrating. But we did it. We lo- we watched it. We reviewed it. Good on us. But, yeah. ooh. I, ooh. Yeah, don't I watch don't it. I, unless, unless you just got, you literally have nothing else to do. <laughs> I, again, I would say just, just rewatch TNG. Rewatch DS9, actually. That's the one you really need to oh, do. No, we gotta, we, gotta, we gotta get back. No, 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 no. Watch it. Watch it so you can listen to this and it makes sense. Sure. Or just listen to us. <laughs> watch synopses and then listen to us tell you why it was so bad or something. Let's do that instead. There's just so All much right. more better to do with your time. Well, I'm glad to be back and we'll do uh, uh, Strange New Worlds for our next episode. Yes. And we're doing a Kenobi thing. Then we're going to finish up each episode of Strange New Worlds as they come out. Yes. That's the Stay idea, tuned. Anyway. All right. Well, anything else you have to say about Picard Season 2? Not a thing. All right. Me neither. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that'll do it for this episode. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining. Like I said, in short, don't watch Picard. But, uh, yeah, we'll be back. And uh, until next time, keep it casual, everyone. Bye. <laughs>